Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the Warhammer 40k podcast where you get to write the script. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show and maybe even jump your story in the line or maybe even read stories with me or maybe you have a story you would like to read to me, head on over to Patreon at Lorehammer Listener Lore and check out all the cool ways to get involved and support the show. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the 40k podcast where you get to write the script. Hey, I'm your host, Mark, and uh, welcome to the show. Joining me today, we got Brody. Hola, senoritas and senors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just because I moved countries, I don't think I moved listener bases. Um, oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll stop with the, the, the broken broken spanish that's all i got <laughs> although that would be a great listener lore if somebody wrote me a spanish listener lore i will attempt to read it in my spanish panamanian accent and we'll make a real f- fucking time of it <laughs> a real, real fucking time of it you gotta be <laughs> sipping on at least a couple tequilas <laughs> yeah yeah you thought my orc reading was bad wait till that <laughs> <laughs> right oh my God. <laughs> well uh this oh. is a podcast where we read 40k short stories and the short story we got today is called forgotten sons thrall band and it's by peter ig um i've actually talked to this guy it's maybe been a year but uh he was a cool guy he uh has his own channel and stuff so go check out peter ig or whatever and i'm sure you can hunt him down so uh yeah let's jump into his lore and see where it takes us Ooh. Forgotten Sons. The Forgotten Sons are a warband of the Thousand Sons. Chaos Dedication, Chinch. Specialty, Psychic Powers. Strength, Unknown. Splinter Factions, Unknown. Battle Cry, We Shall Return. Overview. The Forgotten Sons are known to covet artifacts and arcane knowledge. Every one of its sorcerers believes it is their responsibility to cure the rubric and that Araman is a traitor to the Legion for his foul miscalculations in the spell. The Forgotten Sun's host wears red, golden yellow, and black. This is to honor Magnus the Red and the pre-heresy colors. The Forgotten Sun's thrall band is fairly isolated from the rest of the Legion, operating very autonomously until the Crimson Crimson King calls upon them. Other details. The rubriquet of the Forgotten Sons are known as the Abuturate. The master sorcerers are known uh, to wear tabards and cloaks of black. The cultists that followed the Forgotten Sons in battles are fiercely loyal and will die in battle without question to serve the master purpose of the Crimson King's goals. Current homeworld. Since the Horus Heresy, the Forgotten Sons wandered looking for a new home. 
Near the Maelstrom, there is a planet known as, uh, that is barren and rocky called Kulvik II. The Forgotten Sons landed and claimed this planet that was once inhabited by asteroid miners as their new home. They began recruiting cultists and bringing them to this world to build. They have established a small settlement for the cultist population and a small pyramid library for the sorcerers. Known members, Magister Ashkehet, deceased, gifted a disc from Zinch Ashkehet, uh, pronounced Ashkehet, is the leader of the Forgotten Sons. Uh, Forgotten Sons Magister Damon Prince Emeril the Shifter, Mekret, an exalted sorcerer of the Forgotten Sons and second in command behind the Magister, known for his abilities in second sight. Nebet, an exalted sorcerer of the Forgotten Sons, known for his abilities in teleportation and the slowing of time. Zorkon, a sorcerer, quickly rising in the ranks of the Forgotten Sons. Savior of the Damned. In the Jericho Reach sector of the Ultimate Segmentum is Manoex. Manoex is a peaceful ocean world. The inhabitants are fish farmers and live nomadic lives traversing from island to island following the migration patterns of the fish. Imperial technology is thought of as magic and the locals worship gods of the sea and sky. In the year M41, the Achilles Crusade rediscovered Manuex. Missionaries were sent to the surface to reestablish Imperial compliance. Tyne, Tack, Winwood, they're running. I've got it, Dahlia, stop ordering me around. Tyon is working hard to position the jib in a perfect position to maneuver the sailing craft to chase the fish. Tyon and Dahlia begin to catch the fish when a thunderous boom claps in the upper atmosphere. Our large streaking cloud of smoke cuts across the horizon. What is that? Dahlia exclaims. I'm not sure, but it's heading to the camp, though. We should get back and check it out. This may be a message from Callius. When Dahlia and Tyon make it back, their tribe's camp, they discovered a large hustle and bustle. What's going on? Talia and Asurander passerby. Strangers from the sky have arrived. Has Callius come? Talian says excitedly. No, they say they are from Imperium of Man, and they own this land. Over the next six Terran months, the planet was brought back into the Imperium ways. We cannot let this stand. Our way of life has been replaced by an abomination that is the Imperium of Man demands from us. We work on their harvesting machines. We no longer live on the water as it was. We live in these domes as though, or domes that are the depth of our ways. They tell us Callius and Cam are false gods and we must worship the emperor. We must fight these ways to restore our ways. Dahlia stands before a group of her planet's people pleading with them. Dahlia is a large woman for human scale. She has a shaved head aside from a long ponytail of blonde hair. What makes Dahlia stand out is her skin is an unsettling pink. Dahlia, get down! They call you a mutant as it is. Don't give them more reason, Tion pleads. A group of newly established PDF being led to the local priest walked up and began arresting Dahlia. No, leave her alone! Tion begins fighting with the PDF to stop them from arresting Dahlia. One of the guards slaps Tion in the face with the butt of his last rifle. As Tion, stu as Tion stumbles back, the guard shoots him in the chest. No! 
Dahlia screams in horror. Dahlia sits in a newly constructed prison along with a slew of other planetary locals who are upset with the Imperium rule. Hello, Dahlia. A voice sounds inside of Dahlia's mind. Who's there? Dahlia says in fear. My name is Nibet. I am here with an offer. The Imperium has come to your planet and ruined your way of life. I can tell you that the Imperium will never let you live and your people will never get this planet back. They will destroy the planet before they let that happen. Who are you? What do you want? Dahlia asks with a more aggressive tone. I am here to offer you freedom, true freedom. All I ask in return is that you help me bring as many of your people with you as possible. Give them the same freedom that I offer you. And it will be a new planet, building a new life. You will not be under the Imperium's rule. What's the catch? I don't like, I don't like the feel of this. It comes out. I don't feel like this comes out of the kindness of your heart. The Imperium's reach is widespread. In order to keep this freedom a way of life, we would have to work together to defend it. Okay, I, I have no issues defending these bastards. What do I need to do to fight these bastards? As Dahlia finishes asking her questions, there's a large blast from down the hall of her cell. Loud gunfire blasts and spits and screams of terror echo through the hall. Things go quiet as quickly as they erupt into chaos. All the doors of the cell open. Dahlia claims, uh, or Dahlia quickly moves down the hall of the prison, calling out to the rest of the prisoners. Maduex, follow me. I have our freedom from the Imperium of Man waiting for us. Dahlia runs down the hall, connecting as many of the prisoners as possible. They all arrive at the gates of the prison where the man and his retinue standing. All of them stand around eight feet tall, all in ornate armor of deep red decorated with gold trim. Their helmets have decorated bone white, deep red headdresses. All have the tabard of dark gray except one. One of their tabard is deep black, and he also has a cape of the same color with gold accents. Every one of them holding large bolter guns with terrifying glory. All of them prisoners come to, to a quick halt, staring in fear. Come, we, have, we are here to liberate you, Nibet calls out to the group. Nibet's hands begin to glow and strands of magical energy begin to manifest as the prisoners run towards him, avoiding the gunfire of the guards as they vanish off the planet. Unholy Alliance. The sun beat down on the barren planet. The library was finally coming to completion. Rubrik stood watch silently over hundreds of cultists as they completed the work. Inside, the sorcerers of the Forgotten Sons worked to fill the library with artifacts that they have been meticulously collecting since the fall of Prospero. Loud metallic footsteps and power armor servos echoed through the halls as an aspiring sorcerer of the Scarab cult entered the main hall. Magister, I believe I have found something that may interest you. Irustep stated through the voice modulator of the power armored helmet. And what might that be aspiring? replied Magister Ashkahet with a slightly annoyed tone, anticipating this to be a waste of his time. Irustep handed a scroll written in ancient Prosperine symbols to the Magister. The Magister's armor glinted in a deep red and gold power armor as the light shined in from the outside. His black tabard and cloak quickly moved with the winds coming in from the open door of the Pyramid Library. As the Magister reviews the contents of the scroll, 
His face shifts from annoyance to subtle excitement. Get me Dahlia. I must speak with her, the magister stated with a dominant tone of authority. Shortly after, a very tall woman from a human, for a human in peace-clad armor approaches the magister. As she nears, she drops to one knee. Magister, what can I do to help? Dahlia states with extreme reverence. Dahlia, please, healing is not necessary. I appreciate what you have you and your people have done for us. The library is a suitable location for our purposes. Now that we are nearing completion, I need you to divert your forces' attentions to a new task. The magister says as he hands her a drawing of construction plans. Over the next few weeks, the cultists begin working fiercely on carving an archway out of one of the nearby stone faces. In the meantime, the magister and other sorcerers begin working with Dahlia to select nine cultists. Upon completion, Magister Ashkehet gathers the nine selected cultists and all of his sorcerers to the stone archway. Chosen few, you have volunteered to serve the Crimson King in the most crucial role possible. You have volunteered to be a sacrifice, Master Magister Ashkehet says. Eight of the cultists surrounded the archway with a sorcerer to their back. The Magister has the ninth standing in front of him. As he and the eight sorcerers begin to manipulate the strands of warp energy, a fiery glow begins to form around the archway. One by one, the chanting sorcerers begin to plunge their ritual blades into the cultists in front of them. As the eighth cultist is sacrificed, the flames of the archway engulf the last cultist. His body begins to twist and become misshapen. His body morphs into a giant, hulking demon prince. Immoral! As I speak your true name, you must obey, Magister Ashkehet yells. Ashkehet, I am in your service, as such my armies are in your service as well. I will warn, though, be careful with your requests. I may serve you as you know my true name, but I serve Zinch above all. I will obey your requests as I see fit. Demons begin to flood out of the archway. The night begins to glow bright with the fiery powers of the demons. Ashkehet, what is your command? The demon prince Immerell exclaims. Damn, that voice. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, these are very cool. I, I'll jump into the third and final part of this, and then we'll talk about all of it. Sounds the, good. The return of Magnus. Ashkehet stood in awe. The Cicadrix Maledictrum was beautiful. He and the rest of the sorcerers in the Thrall Band felt an immediate surge in potency of their psychic connection. Some of the cultists began to manifest abilities. Some began to mutate into spawn. Words of change uh, within the Empyrean began to reach this lonely, desolated wasteland of a planet. Rabut Gilliman was back. He was taking control of the Empyrean. It was no matter to the brotherhood of the Forgotten Sons. Their purpose was to restore their brothers. Ashkehet sat in his study, continuing to look for answers, continuing his magical experiments. Suddenly, a sonic boom exploded overhead. Nekabet quickly informed Magistrate Akabet of the incoming ship. Dahlia quickly mobilized the cultists. A defiler emerged from the uh, sand, las cannon, and battle cannon focused on the incoming ship. 
rubrics began positioning themselves as per their aspiring sorcerer's directions. The ship came to a halt. Ashkabat noticed the runic symbol scattered across the hull. This was a ship of the Thousand Suns Legion. Doors opened and an exalted sorcerer stepped out. The cobalt armor glinted in the sun. Ashkahet could feel power radiating from him. Brother, what business do you have here? How can I help you? Ashkabat said with a greeting. With said greeting, the exalted. Ashkabat, I am Huron. The Red King has sent me to collect the thrall bands. He is returning the Legion under one purpose. Answer the call or be exiled and hunted down by your former brothers. Heroin. This is indeed incredible news. The Crimson King is restoring his crown and finally taking leadership again. Where are we called to? Prospero has been restored. Sororitas is now in the Materium. Join us at our home. I will muster the Forgotten Sons. We will pay tribute to the Crimson King. Ashkapet kept his word, and he took his entire thrall bound off to the new home world uh, to return to their old home. Ashkabet took his personal scarab occult terminators and his counsel to the surface of Prospero. Heroin was uh, understanding the restoration. The city of Tisca was much more than it was 10,000 years ago. It was beautiful and filled with members of the Legion, cultists, and demons. It was indeed a sight to behold. Ashkabet and his retinue finally came to the chambers of Magnus. As he approached, silence fell, befell the chambers. Magnus' glowing eye, Magnus' eye glowed with power. Wings of glory high behind him shimmered with ever-changing warp energies. He was massive in stature, much larger than last Ashkabet had set eyes on him. Ashkabet <laughs> approached Magnus and knelt. Before he could say a word, Magnus drew a massive amount of energy from the warp and disintegrated Ashka. <laughs> oh no, poor guy. Uh, the rest of the retinues were drawn back in shock and pure terror. A warp rift opened and outstepped a demon prince. Imriel, you have served me well. Sorcerers of the Forgotten Sons, Ashkept led you astray. He could not be trusted. And I have destroyed him for his betrayal. Your new magister is the demon prince, Emriel. He is now at the command of the Forgotten Sun's thrall band. Obey his word as if it was my own. Your orders are to proceed to a pass in the warp scar. Na investigate and take control of the thousand. Investigate and take control of the thousand sons. Magnus spoke with great presence and authority. Notes for Lorehammer. I hated using Magnus, but in the lore, he summoned all the thrall bands and killed the magistrates to ensure loyalty. That's a cool fact. I didn't know that. Also, the end is a prelude to my gaming group's upcoming Warhammer 40k 9th edition gaming group map-based campaign. If you want to keep up with us, check out www.a11gaming.com. Peter, I'm glad you uh, tossed that in there because I slipped my mind. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, let's get into that. That was a super cool three stories. That was very cool. I really liked the... Um the transition between each one and yeah. how it 
really made it made a lot of sense. Sometimes yeah. you people try to do this, and it it just it makes it seem too jank janky. Whereas yeah, this yeah, yeah. is like, I could see this being a fifteen minute YouTube video short. Sure, and exactly. Done very well. Yeah. What I like too at the beginning of this, he included in, included like uh, a little summary, you know. So even before we got into the story, we had this wealth of information. We even knew some of the characters. Um, so yeah, like when you're jumping in between, it really helped connect it all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what did you think about uh, like what did, what did you think about the like? the overarching story of like why they were doing what they were doing. Yeah. I like it. Like there had to have been those sorcerers. that were just like, man, you just ruined the Legion. Um, Cause even there were like thousand sons who remained loyal to the emperor almost, you know, who died for the emperor. So yeah. I, so yeah, I kind of like this purpose. It's, it's one of those purpose that it gives you a reason to like, kind of, write a thousand different stories as you're looking across the galaxy for a secret that you're never going to attain. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And like, I've uh, like, I've, I always liked um, the look of like the models of the thousand sons. I think they're just super cool. Like they have yeah. a really cool model range um, and they are very ornate. And sometimes like when people write about them, they don't include how ornate they are comparative yeah. to everyone else and yeah. i like that he didn't, that he included that he just wrote the little the tabards and the headdresses and how it was trimmed with gold even on the tabards and the cloak and everything it was very good i like that yeah like i wish he did the same thing he took that same care because i really like that as well and i wish he applied that to the cultists because i want to know what they look like do they yeah what what's their vibe they have to have a vibe yeah, and like he said, she like the that Dahlia, the the leader of the yeah. cultists, had um had like piecemeal armor. Like, what is piecemeal armor? Like, what does that look like to them? Because yeah. like, is, are the Thousand Sons going to help these cultists get nice armor and good yeah. armor and actually like yeah. like kind of look the same, or are they just gonna be like, ew, you dirty grungy bastards, go over <laughs> yeah. there? <laughs> Here, here's a size 11 and one size 13 boot now fuck off yeah. like <laughs> yeah, exactly right who knows uh yeah like i i think i'll message him and like i want to see i think he has pictures somewhere so maybe let's check yeah. that email but at the top of the the thing here it showed uh some of the the thousand sons models that he had mm, that's where i see in the picture yeah yeah like okay. Yeah. Like yeah, he's got them them done very well. Like they are like the red and gold. It's very like yeah. they look like they should be in 30k, but they're they also have like all the warp fiery things in 40k, which is really cool. Yeah. Um so going into this one, like I I, I got a general understanding of most 40k topics, but like I've never been like a thousand suns buff. So there's some things in here that like uh it was nice that we got answers because at the beginning I was wondering like, yeah, like I wonder what everyone thinks of that. Uh, how do people position themselves on Aramin? I feel like that's a question every Thousand Suns Warband has to answer. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, so it was just kind of, it, it was interesting reading this because it really, even though it was homebrew, he, he wrote it into the universe so well that it expanded my knowledge of it 
because it's just like, oh yeah, it opened up that idea. It also opened up this whole uh, Magnus calling everyone back. Yeah. And I like to like the, the other thing that I find sometimes is like, um, like if you read any of like the, the 30K stuff, the Thousand Sons really didn't do a whole lot of like sacrifice stuff in 30K. A lot of it was just them like having their own psychic powers and that was kind of it. Yeah. Whereas like the word bearers sacrificed everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I like that it like you saw the progression of like what the the forgotten sons, like the thousand sons, were willing to do. They have their own psychic powers, but they're also now willing to do sacrifices. And yeah, at and least they were consenting individuals, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like the word bearers are like, guess what? You're good to sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. so which of the three short stories was your kind of favorite? Did you have one? Um, I think my favorite was the middle one, the one that I mm. read. Yeah, I think like so the, too. The sacrificing uh, of like the cultists and like getting the demon prince that to like serve them. Yeah. That really cool. yeah. And then we get that awesome payoff at the end where the de- demon prince just usurps the whole <laughs> uh, thrall band. So that was perfect too. <laughs> yeah it's like just as soon as like i see anything like that like in any lore it's like all i can think of is the you fuck on me i fuck on you (laughs) all i can think of is like it's like you think you had me whoa whoa yeah no 3d chess that guy no 4d chess because the warp yeah (laughs) yeah because the warp yeah Yeah, exactly I, i i really liked the story um i found Maybe the the first one was not necessarily very um, exciting, and then the middle one was like really exciting, and then the last one was exciting yet like a lot of build up to just get the excitement at the end of it. So, yeah. unfortunately, Brody just got connected, disconnected. Um, but I think we we're pretty much done everything that we wanted to say. Maybe the only thing I had left to say was just I felt like. I try not to criticize people's writing ability, but I feel like some of the sentences were a little kind of just clunky. Having said that, I really liked that you went very heavy on the dialogue. I really enjoyed that. Writing's a skill, so like for me to criticize someone else's writing ability and I can't even fucking write anything, it's kind of weird. But, you know, keep writing, keep, keep, you know, practicing a skill. It's like anything, you'll eventually just get better and... I don't know, it just, I felt like the majority of it just felt a little clunky while the ideas were all there and the lore was all sound, you know, it's just one of those things with more repetition and you get better words, better vocabulary and whatever. Um, yeah, so that's this episode of Lorehammer Listener Lore. I'm sad that Brody doesn't get to say goodbye. You know, I hope he doesn't think that I'm dead. I just, it'll, I think it'll work itself out. Well, we will see you all uh, next week. Uh, don't forget, you can send your Lauren to lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And if you haven't subscribed to the Patreon and you made it this far, come on, just throw me $1. I put, I don't want to say a lot of effort in, and I don't want to say a lot of time, but, you know, what's a dollar to you? Anyways, uh, thanks for the support for all those people who do, do give me a dollar. See you all later.
Thanks for listening. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our Patreon page and support the show at Lorehammer Listener Lore. See you next episode.